Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Good afternoon, everyone. Canty and Carlin coming through your airwaves on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, play ESPN Radio. I am not Canty or Carlin. I am Shay Cornette, filling in for the guys. Drew Carter here as well. He's not Canty or Carlin either, so we're going to rock with you for the next four hours. Lots going on, but the NFL is king, and we got Week 10 starting in mere hours, Mr. Drew Carter. And so we'll have a little Thursday night football action. Falcons go to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Um, it's a 4-5 and five versus 2-7 and seven team. I feel bad for Thursday night football that they keep getting these kind of blunders. However, like, look, this, this is NFC South up for grab situation. So maybe it's a bigger deal than we thought, Drew. Yeah, Shay, it's crazy. First of all, great to be here with you. Uh, sorry to everyone at home that Canty and Carlin are not here. I can promise everyone <laughs> this, though. No one hosting the show today is going to invest in a defensive player to win NFL MVP. That's, <laughs> yeah, I, that's not going to happen. Shay and I, I will not I fully do that. agree with that. I am on board with that. I would have ri- rode with Tyree Kill, but I can't yeah. with Micah Parsons. Right. Micah Parsons, no. So we can promise you that. We won't lead you astray in that department. But who would have thought, like halfway through the season here, the Falcons and Panthers are both in the hunt for the NFC South. In fact, the Falcons are tied for the division lead with a Bucks team that I know we're going to talk about in a minute that – maybe revive their season with a win over the Rams. I'm not so certain about that, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. I feel like Atlanta, no one really believed in them at all coming into the season. If if either of these teams was going to be a contender, I think we probably would have said Carolina with Baker Mayfield coming in. What could he bring to the team? Uh, not so much. The Panthers have been kind of a dumpster fire right now that might want to lose the rest of their games, but the Falcons, they're still in the hunt here. Yeah, I, look, we were all arguing who's going to have the number one overall pick next year. I don't know. My Bears were in the mix for it. The Seahawks were another team. Look mm-hmm. who's laughing now. Falcons Whoops. were in the mix. I mean, they're all these squads that have been surprising us. So we'll dive more into it. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. And you can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call on line 888-SAY-ESPN at 888-729-3776. Again, Shay Cornette and Drew Carter filling in for Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And look, we're, we're going to have a Thursday night football game tonight between the Falcons and the Panthers. But the overarching theme here in the NFC South, obviously, is like, did Brady and the Bucks get back on track on Sunday? And we don't even need to worry about these other teams. And yes, I know on Sunday we saw Baker Mayfield come in in the second half to try and figure out what the heck they could do against the, the Bengals, which was not anything because they were already in too big of a hole and yes Marcus Mariota and this Falcons team has been playing really really good and all but I mean the story here is the Bucks and Tom Brady and in terms of that despicable win can I call it that Drew like it was a despicable win I mean whenever you only have to score 16 points to get a W I don't think anyone's gonna like drive the car home being like that was an amazing game um and but the question it did the Bucks you know did that win somehow save their season here's our own Damian Woody and uh uh get up saying certainly not here's damian woody hell no hell no <laughs> no hell no yeah. you're going we're talking about did you see how bad that was a Double. ugly bad ugly game against a bad football team in the los angeles Rams. and you think some type of you know some type of last drive by tom brady against that bad rams team is going to all of a sudden sprinkle some pixie dust on, on the Tampa bay buccaneers season no yeah i i couldn't agree with him more now i will say this the Bucks have their bye week coming up momentarily. They go to Munich. They're going to have to play Seattle. We'll get more into that in a minute this upcoming weekend. And then they have a bye. So there's a little bit of a transition, obviously. And the only reason I'm bringing up that bye week is because in 2020, when they won the Super Bowl, what happened, Drew? Well, 
You know, they had lost like three out of their last four games down the stretch. They were okay. They were 7-5 and five on the season. They have a bye week, week 13. Then they rattle off four straight Ws, go into the postseason, and win the Super Bowl. I remember Brady, I think, was golfing with Bruce Arians. They had this heart-to-heart moment. All the things. Now, I'm not saying history is going to repeat itself, but sometimes a bye week for someone like Tom Brady could do a team good. And maybe this is what the doctor ordered. A W against the Super Bowl uh, reigning Super Bowl champs, go across the pond, get a win over a really good uh, Seahawks team, bye week, and off we go. Am I, am I, maybe I'm dreaming big. I don't know. Well, I don't write them off. I, I don't. And I, I agree with Wood, but also don't write off the Bucks if that's possible. Because he is right that the Rams are not very good and they are not – the barometer for whether the Bucks have a chance to right the ship here. No pun intended, because they're the <laughs> Bucks. But I sort of think that they still have a chance to round into shape. And a big reason why is, like you mentioned, 2020, when they weren't exactly lighting the world on fire three-quarters of the way through the season, and we, we all know how that ended. The other reason is I think the defense is still pretty good. Uh, I think the receiving core can be good. If Evans and Godwin and Julio get healthy, all those guys have dealt with injuries as they normally do, but if they could get healthy, then they could be pretty good down the stretch. They've got this guy, Kate Otten, the tight end, who caught the game-winning touchdown last week, who he seems to be a weapon as well. Cameron Brake can get healthy. The offensive line can get healthy. I mean, I think the team still has the pieces necessary to make a run, and I actually don't think Brady has been the main issue for them this year. I feel like it's been the offensive line, and the ramifications of that for a Tom Brady who at 45 doesn't want to get hit, which we all understand. I'm 25. I don't want to get hit in the pocket by some of the guys playing in the NFL. So let alone Tom Brady being 45. You understand that. But if the offensive line can get a little more healthy and they can protect him, I think they could be dangerous considering, A, how good the defense is, and, B, how bad the division is. I mean, Shay, we we started the show talking about it. That's why we're talking about the Buccaneers. I mean, you can tell we're on ESPN because we work everything back to Tom Brady, right? But this is the most interesting thing in the division because no one believes that the Falcons are really like that guy. No one thinks the Falcons are the team to beat in the NFC South, right? I mean, if they're going to win the division, it'll be by default. I don't think anyone fears them with Marcus Mariota at quarterback and a defense that's probably bottom five in the NFL. So the division is there for the taking. You get a home game in the first round of the playoffs, and then who knows? Yeah, and obviously familiarity for for that squad. Look, there was a coaching change in Tampa Bay. You don't have Rob Gronkowski. The offensive line has been banged up since the offseason. This isn't like a new development once the season had started. There were so many changes there in Tampa Bay, but the mainstay was Tom Brady coming back and can he save it all, and obviously that is certainly not the case. You had tight ends shipped out. I mean, the whole situation there was set up almost for these growing pains. And so I think we're finally seeing that and and believing that. And can they right the ship and figure out how to adjust midway through the season now here on out? So again, Bucks at 4 and 5, Falcons play tonight, but they sit tied with the Bucks at 4 and 5, and they're going to play the Carolina Panthers who are 2 and 7. Now, 2 and 7 is a horrific re- record, like actually putrid. But it's like <laughs> not out of reach for the Carolina Panthers considering how awful this division has been. And look, we even the Saints like you're starting Andy Dalton. You've had so many issues with those ride receivers, even though they're supposed to be the top of the class. There's another coaching change there. All these issues. And so this division is is a head-scratching one. I guess we'll just say it that way. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Drew Carter, Shea Cornette filling in for the guys. You can hear us on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80, and on your smart speakers. You can be a part of Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call online. Give us a call, 888-ESPN. That's 888 729 
3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. 291 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Remarkable. Unbelievable. In a terrible way. If I was one of his damn teammates, I'm going to criticize him now because he played horrible today. I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates. I hope we just dig deep. Well, they're going to have to dig deep this weekend because those Packers who have lost five in a row welcome the Cowboys to town. And the Cowboys are certainly not in the same slump that the Packers are in, that's for certain, especially now that they've got their quarterback, Dak Prescott, under center. Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Shade Cornette, Drew Carter here with you. And this is a big deal for a lot of reasons, but one that maybe no one's really talking about is the fact that Mike McCarthy's going back to Green Bay, Drew. And this is a place he coached. He won a Super Bowl. He had a true relationship with a lot of people, but especially the quarterback that's really struggling there in Aaron Rodgers. And so, you know, Mike McCarthy has feelings about it. We'll hear from him in a minute. But in terms of the emotion around this game, for on the Cowboys side of things, because, look, the Packers are just trying to get out of their own way, in my opinion. On the Cowboys side of things for Mike McCarthy, how meaningful do you think this is? Well, I think it's super meaningful. And, and like you said, we'll hear from him in a second. And it's really cute. you got to stick around for it. It's one of the most wholesome sound bites we've gotten from the NFL all season. Uh, but Mike McCarthy, you know, for a guy who – left Green Bay under maybe not the most amicable circumstances. It was a bit of a messy divorce. I actually forgot this until today, but they fired him with four games left in the 2018 season. Uh, Here's a guy who made eight consecutive playoff appearances. Not many NFL head coaches have ever done that. He's in pretty exclusive company there. Uh, And for them to fire him with four games left in the season, I think he, he probably has a right to still feel some type of way about the Packers, but but he obviously doesn't, and you know he's going back there this week, and he said some really cool stuff in his press conference on Monday. Yeah, it, it, let's hear from Mike McCarthy. This was his press conference Monday on returning to Green Bay and what those feelings will bring up. Green Bay wasn't just a place you coached. It's very much you know, where you lived and Jessica, your kids. What about the area do you and as a family miss? No, this is bull****. You guys trying to make me cry. Uh, what is it? Individually, she asked me a question about twelve personnel or something. He said, "What the? What the? Hey, what I miss most? I mean, I think it's like anything, the people, and um, that's why I think it's been such a great transition for our family because our, our kids, um, you know, were obviously born there, raised there, but to come here." In this experience, because I mean, I mean, a lifestyle in Dallas, Texas is incredible. I mean, this has been an incredible, incredible opportunity for us as a family. But, you know, uh, Jessica was born there. Kids were born there. <laughs> so people miss the people. Oh, I love that so much from from Mike McCarthy. And obviously this will be a big game for him. But. To, it's it's weird, Drew, because I feel like I associate – we all do – Belichick and Brady, and who's got more success now that they've split? Now we're doing it with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, and obviously we know which side that's leaning towards thus far this season. But the the, the Green Bay Packers and, and the Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, I don't know if it's because more time has passed. I just – I don't, like, merge those two together – the same kind of way I do for the other ones that I've listed. But I guess the question I'm going to ask you is if Mike McCarthy ends up winning a Super Bowl and Aaron Rodgers doesn't win anymore, like, do you look at Rodgers differently? 
you know what I'm saying? Like, who, wh- what way would you view these two people, these individuals? Yeah, I don't think it would change anything for me, Shay, because I feel like Aaron Rodgers was the driving force behind the Super Bowl with the Packers. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just a, a perception thing, and maybe it's because I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm deathly afraid of Aaron Rodgers, but and I know you with your Bears probably feel <laughs> the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like Aaron Rodgers was always the impetus behind the Packers' success, and Maybe that's not fair to Mike McCarthy. Maybe maybe that's what we're learning as, as his Cowboys team is a Super Bowl contender and the Packers certainly aren't. I think certainly if you asked when Mike McCarthy left in 2018 who's going to win another Super Bowl first or if one of these two is going to win a Super Bowl, who would it be? It would certainly be Aaron Rodgers. And I feel Correct. like you, you mentioned the other quarterback-coach partnerships with Brady Belichick and Wilson and Carroll. And I'm definitely 0 for 3 on – predicting who's going to have more success after the split in all of those. I felt like Belichick probably would after Brady left. I felt like Russell Wilson probably would after he left Seattle. And then I thought Rodgers would after McCarthy left. And who knew when McCarthy was going to coach again? Uh, But good for Mike McCarthy for A, not being bitter as far as we know about the Packers. Maybe time heals all wounds and we're four years removed, and that's why he's not. But also for for taking some of the credit back, because like I just said, I never really gave him any credit for when the Packers were good and certainly gave him all the blame when they were not. Yeah, I also think Mike McCarthy has kind of like learned some lessons. I don't know him personally. Obviously, I'm not in those meetings and I don't know exactly what happens behind closed doors in Dallas. I know the the narrative when he left Green Bay or when he was fired from Green Bay was that he was holding Aaron Rodgers back. Okay, well. You know, it, it, lo and behold, when you don't have a lot of talent around you, I don't care how good you are, you stink. And we're seeing that now. So, okay, I'm also terrified of Aaron Rodgers being a Bears fan. You're right, yes. Drew. But this is just the reality of the situation. But I do feel like after all the drama that came with not only that, the split from Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, but obviously what happened in Dallas last year. Um, look, he's been criticized for poor clock management and managing his team. There were rumors coming out of the locker room that there were issues internally there. You had all the conversations about contracts and negotiation and and who's leading who between Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. I wonder if maybe he had to swallow a little bit of humble pie and say, like, I'm going to have to find a way to lead this organization, but also be in the passenger seat a little bit and be second fiddle to what Jerry needs and wants and what the team needs and wants and just kind of be – an overall overseer, and I think maybe that has changed from his time in Green Bay. So I do think that Mike McCarthy has changed a lot. Again, I don't know him personally. This is just from the outside looking in. Um, I I do think he's changed a lot since he was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, and he didn't have to be the only voice for that entire organization. Right, and and I think give him credit for for delegating – the way he has in Dallas. You know, Kellen Moore is definitely an up-and-coming offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. I think the that the defense has really been why they're so successful this year, which is a problem for any Packers fans who know what's going on with their offense. You know, they couldn't really do anything against the worst defense in the NFL last week in Detroit, and now they get arguably the best defense in the NFL uh, this weekend. But, yeah, Mike McCarthy, you know, to me, at this point reminds me of, like, a good college coach who – who delegates really well, who doesn't get too involved in either the offense or the defense and is more of like a baseball manager, like managing personalities. And it seems to me like he's really good at that. As far as we know, the only person he didn't really get along with as a player was Aaron Rodgers because that that marriage didn't really work out very well 
down the stretch. And at this point, I think the list of people who don't get along with Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a lot longer than the list of people who do get along with Aaron Rodgers, uh, including people with the same last name as him. So, yeah, at this point, I feel like Mike McCarthy deserves a lot more credit for what happened in Green Bay. And, uh, you know, his Super Bowl ring is just as heavy as Aaron Rodgers is, despite what the narrative was when they won one. Look, we're in November. We're not close to January. Who knows which team? I mean, I think it's obvious Dallas is at this point a little bit closer than Green Bay seems to be. But you never know. But it is it is weird that we don't talk about these two or compare these two the same way we do for some other quarterback and former coach comparisons. Uh, Canteen Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette, Drew Carter filling in for the guys here this afternoon on ESPN Radio. Speaking of those Packers, so again, Packers will welcome the Dallas Cowboys to town. Packers have lost five in a row. Aaron Rodgers turning the ball over at a high clip. The whole thing is a disaster, what's going on in Green Bay, but he says – you know, he told us this week, Drew, he doesn't ever count himself out and they're going to find a way to rally and all, all of this. What about the playbook, though? I mean, you got you got red zone interceptions going on. You got people not on the same page. What's the problem? Here's Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback. I don't know if there's an idea that we're going way outside the system. I don't think that's the case. I think we've been more by the book this year than we have been, you know, in any year that Matt's been here. I think the struggle has been how do we make it by the book but not robotic? Okay, that's the struggle. How do we make it by the book but not robotic? It, to me, it just feels like it's just not working, not everyone's on the same page. I don't know how you fix that, but they need to fix it, and they need to fix it in a hurry, considering a really good team in the Dallas Cowboys is going to come in there, and a guy like Mike, Micah Parsons is going to embarrass Aaron Rodgers this weekend. Right, Micah Parsons, who some people on this show had invested in to win MVP, <laughs> lest we forget. I, I'm curious if any Packers fans are listening. Call in the show and let us know. Would you trade – Matt LaFleur for Mike McCarthy right now because Matt LaFleur was a pretty sexy name in NFL circles after his first three years in Green Bay. He won 13 games each of his first three years with the Packers. But no one gave him any credit because he had Aaron Rodgers. You know what's interesting too, Shay, is no one gives the coaches credit and then no one one takes the blame less than Aaron Rodgers, right? Mm -hmm. Like personally, he doesn't take accountability and I feel like this is the first time we've ever really blamed him yeah that's true I can't believe I'm about to ask this question and it's a hypothetical one for now at least Drew so don't answer should the Packers turn to Jordan Love at some point this season again I can't even believe those words came out of my mouth and is Tom Brady done another thing I can't believe is coming up I feel like Max Kellerman asking that question a former teammate is going to stop by next it's after Drew has this from FanDuel Folks, football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? All right, well, they're going to have to dig deep soon. Five L's in a row, three red zone interceptions, and then a date with the Dallas Cowboys at home this weekend the Packers have. Yeah. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel, Eighty Shea Cornette. Drew Carter filling in for the guys this afternoon. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call on line 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Look, it has come to that time in the season, Drew, where people are mad. They're frustrated, and they're wondering, (laughs) how can I fix this immediately if I'm the Green Bay Packers? Trade deadline came and went. No moves were made. Well, what's the next obvious thing to do? Let's bench our (laughs) two-time... or I guess I should say the last two consecutive year MVP quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Really? Is that really the answer? Let's hear from Damian Woody this morning on Get Up. What are we talking about? We're talking about benching Aaron Rodgers yes. for, for Jordan Love? Right. I mean, how much bread we talking about with Aaron Rodgers? Bitty. Like we talking like Bitty. like quarter billion type stuff with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and you want to bench him? Yeah. Bitty. You want to bench Aaron Rodgers so you can find out what we have in Jordan Love? <laughs> yeah, yes. Like you get for Jordan Love. What, 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 what do we what do we what do we expect to find out about Jordan Love? Can he play football? If Aaron Rodgers getting his ass kicked, <laughs> if Jordan, hold on, if, if, hold on, hold on, hold on. If, if Jordan Love could play football, they wouldn't assign Aaron Rodgers to that deal. Boom, and that is the answer there. Look, I think I, I don't know if Jordan Love is any good. I really, I have no idea, and that's unfortunate for him. He was dealt a bad hand when he was drafted to the Green Bay Packers. But really, if I'm a Packers fan, I don't want to know right now when I've got Aaron Rodgers waiting. I don't care if he turns the ball over seven times against against the Dallas Cowboys. He's still Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not ready to just give up after five, six games of the season. Drew, what do you think? Well, I'm with you, but let me play devil's advocate. Or... The devil doesn't need an advocate, but go ahead. All right, let me play love's advocate, the, the opposite <laughs> okay, of the fair. devil. Let me play love's advocate. <laughs> they need to make a decision pretty soon here about his fifth-year option, right? You know, they, they have to decide in May or by May if they're going to exercise that fifth-year option. They did draft the guy in the first round. So I know that the sunk cost fallacy exists. Like, just because you used a first-round pick on a guy doesn't mean you want to force him into the lineup. It's kind of like if you're on a diet but you have cake in your fridge, you don't want to eat the cake just because you spent money on it already. You know what I mean? Like, if it's bad for you to, to eat it. And if playing Jordan Love is bad for the Packers' chances of winning, they shouldn't necessarily do it just because they used a first-round pick on him. With that being said, 
we really don't know if the guy is good. He got a little cameo last year, was not super impressive, two touchdowns, three picks, completed under 60% of his passes. So we really don't know on Jordan Love. And they're going to have to decide on his fifth-year option pretty soon before next season starts. So if not now, Shay, when are we going to find out about Jordan Love? Uh, okay, well, first of all, let's not do a cake analogy with a month <laughs> pregnant person, okay? That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, yeah, they'll find out when Aaron Rodgers retires <laughs> or when Aaron Rodgers is hurt. That's going to be too Aaron late, Rodgers, though. Aaron uh, Rodgers goes to another team. That's when they'll find uh, – too bad. I, I mean, that's too bad. Like, I don't, I, I don't really understand the notion of this is broken – immediately let's fix it by doing this. Maybe Rob Ninkovich, our ESPN NFL analyst, has some insight onto this. Uh, so, Nick, I know you were part of this very passionate discussion this morning on Get Up about perhaps benching Aaron Rodgers for Jordan Love, which I, I don't even understand how we got here, but I kind of do. What are your thoughts on all this? Well, I, I said today that <clears throat> at some point you have to figure out what's the future and where you, where are you headed. You have a first-round draft pick behind um, Aaron Rodgers that you have a lot of question marks about and there's a lot of question marks about this football team and where they're going to be in the next two to three years you know that Aaron Rodgers obviously is locked up for a lot of money but if Aaron Rodgers decides hey I don't want to play or hey I don't want to be here you know what is their option after that um, most teams when they're in a playoff contention or they're hunting for the division they don't have they have laser focus on, on making sure that they put the best team out there possible. The Green Bay Packers are in disarray. You know, things that we haven't seen are things we didn't anticipate. Defense, offense, receivers, offensive line, uh, special teams even. So with that being said, once they're out of contention mathematically, I think Dan Graziano said it best, once they're out of contention that's when you want to mix in your question marks to see, well, what do we have here? What are we going to do moving forward? Now, benching Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. But what if moving forward in the next two to three weeks, they're completely, they have zero chance of, of doing anything in the division, zero chance of getting into the playoffs. What are you going to do with Jordan Love? What is he? What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do moving forward with this team? So, You've seen it in years past. Guys that weren't starters, they put them in starting positions. Guys that are backups, they give them a bigger role to see, well, what do we have on this roster that we can use moving forward? So, Nick, just to, just to reiterate, because like, I, I agree with what you're saying, but then that puts the decision, obviously, more in Rogers' hands. Like, if he wants to sit or if, or if the season's over, it's not necessarily like a Lafleur or someone else's decision. Like, all right, Rogers, we've seen enough. You're turning the ball over, costing our team points. I don't care who you are. You're gonna, like, it's more a Rogers' decision than a team decision is what you're saying. I, I, well, they gave him the power with the money that they gave him. So – He's making $50 million. He's a fully guaranteed contract. You know, basically, he's going to be the guy, and I'll be the quarterback here in the, in the next couple of years. Or, you know, he could say, I don't like it here, and I want to go somewhere else. Or, I don't like it here. I don't want to play football anymore. Then the team has to figure out, well, what do we do next? And I'm not saying that that's the case, but he has the power to do it. So, if you're the team, you know, what are you trying to do to protect yourself just in case. So, Rob, let's move to another legendary quarterback who is struggling a little bit. You shared a locker room with Tom Brady 
for eight seasons. They got a win over the weekend, snapped a three-game losing streak. Did you notice something different about Brady and the Bucks over the weekend that makes you think that maybe they can put this together, go on a run in the second half? 15 seconds, that was the difference. They scored at the end of the game to help win. You know, you look at that game as a whole, it was a terrible game. Both sides, you know, the, the Rams were bad, Bucks were bad. It was like watching paint dry. So, you know, this team, on their, in their last 44 offensive drives, they've scored four, four times. It's last in the NFL. You know, that's, a, that's bad football. So I don't know how you correct that moving forward. They don't, they're running out of time. That's the biggest issue. You know, we're halfway through the year. We're in week 10. The, they, they're running out of time here. Their only saving grace is that their division is another paint-watching paint event. It's, it's horrible. We're talking to Rob Ninkovich right now. He's our ESPN NFL analyst. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Shea Cornette, Drew Carter filling in for the guys this afternoon. All right, let's really quick go to the Bills. Played in the AFC East for a long time. And, look, we know uh, Josh Allen is banged up. He's day-to-day. We don't quite know how severe the injury is, but let's assume he has to skip a game, maybe two games. Do you think the Bills can still win the division without him for a few weeks, if that is the case? Ooh, it's going to be close. It's going to be a close one. But I think more importantly – the Bills having home field advantage and having that, that buy, it would have been massive for the Bills. Um, but I think they can hold on to it. Now, my biggest concern is the level of injury for Josh Allen, and it's your elbow, it's your throwing elbow. So basically everything that, that he does well, he needs to use that, that arm. And he's 82% of the Bills' offensive production. They need him in a big way. So now it's the risk and the reward. What do we risk putting you out there too soon? What's our reward if you go out and you help us? So they got to be really smart here, not push him out there too soon, make sure he doesn't hurt himself because a lot of athletes, I'm good to go, I'm ready to go, put me back in, and then it sets you back. So making sure that he's good 100% and not losing. You know, if you look at the next three weeks, I think the Vikings game – that's pretty much the, the toughest game out of the next three weeks. If they can suffice through the Vikings and beat the Vikings, they should be okay. Hopefully, Josh Allen isn't out longer than, than three weeks. So as it stands right now, Bills, Jets, Dolphins, all kind of tied at the top of the AFC East with a 6-2 six, six and two are the Bills, and then 6-3 and three record are the Jets and the Dolphins. We'll see what happens with Josh Allen moving forward. Rob Ninkovich, thanks for the time, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Take care. See ya. That's Rob Ninkovich joining us here on Canty and Carlin. You know, Super Bowl contender may be turning to their backup quarterback, as we just mentioned. We'll tell you why next. This is Shea Cornette and Drew Carter filling in for the guys at Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Candy Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. Shay Cornette, Drew Carter filling in for the guys this afternoon. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the Dr. Pepper call online, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. We learned yesterday, head coach of the Bills, uh, Sean McDermott, said that Josh Allen essentially is day-to-day. Um, and, and that sounds fine, but it's it's concerning when you have a quarterback like, like Josh Allen that does everything for your team on the – on the offensive side of the ball. And so I I, I do wonder, um, Drew, if this is going to be overly concerning or is it just a minor injury for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills? Now, if he can't go this week in case Keenum will start, which is one of the better backups in the league, so that's all good news. But obviously this is a critical time for Buffalo. They're trying to get home field advantage in the playoffs. They're they're tied atop their division with other teams, three other – two other teams to be exact – and so how serious is this problem? Let's hear from Keyshawn Johnson. He was on KJM this morning. Here he is. It's a big deal for Buffalo if he, for some reason, misses some time because Buffalo Bills defense, number one, is a good defense. They're not a championship carry the team Super Bowl winning defense. We're not talking about 85 Bears, Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Seattle's. They have to have him because he is the passing game. He's the running game. He's everything to them on offense. If you don't have him in there, then you immediately eliminate Davis and Stephon Diggs because Case Keenum is not Not him. Yeah, thank you. That is obvious. Uh, Keyshawn, it's true. Case Keenum is not him. But I also would say to that, Drew, like – I would rather Josh Allen sit, I don't care if it's three or four games, as opposed to risk not only this season and the long-term effects, but seasons going forward. Josh Allen is their leading rusher, clearly their leading thrower. He is their offense, and he's also their identity. Like, this is a guy whose mindset, I feel like, and leadership, obviously, is a big reason why the Buffalo Bills are so good. And you don't want to mess around with this UCL injury. No doubt. And, And first of all, Keyshawn Johnson knows football way better than I do, but I do have to disagree Stephon Diggs is not going to be invisible with Case Keenum. We've actually seen the opposite borne out in Minnesota, the team they're playing this weekend. And Mike Greenberg made a great point on Get Up today that the most famous pass Stephon Diggs has ever caught came from Case Keenum, the Minneapolis Miracle uh, back in 2018. So I think they can still be good good with Case Keenum. But, you know, this is a team, Shay, that we all had as a Super Bowl favorite. I think most of us did coming into the season. I think I still do. Yeah, right. I still do, Drew. So – but but like you just said, they are they have six wins, which is the same as two other teams in their division. And then the Patriots, who we just talked to Rob Ninkovich a little bit, the Patriots are lurking at five and four. Mm-hmm. They're only a game and a half behind the Bills. So as much as you want to take time for Josh Allen and make sure he is 1,000% before you bring him back, you don't really have that luxury as much as we probably would have expected coming into the season, not only because the Bills have lost two games, both against division teams, the Dolphins and the Jets, but also because the Dolphins, the Jets, and the Patriots are better than I think any of us expected, specifically New York. So that's where this gets really tough. If the Bills were leading that division by 
four games, if they were the clear one seed in the AFC, you'd be like, fine, you can even punt this game against a good Vikings team, and it's okay if you don't win. But now I wonder if they're compelled to rush him back. Now, I don't think they will because they, they have the future in mind, not just the near future with this year's playoffs, but obviously the distant future because they want him to be the guy for the next 10, 15 years. But it does make things a little more dicey in Buffalo, and we didn't think they would be dicey this season. Yeah, I just – there's no way, knowing what I know about this UCL injury, which is not a lot, what I know is it can be really troublesome if, if you tear something or you worsen it and it's supposed to be cold this weekend in Buffalo against yeah. a good Minnesota team. Why even risk it? Why not just let him rest and get right until he's 100%? That's what they did in 2018. So you're 100% confident that he can go out and be the Josh Allen that is the most important aspect of the offense for the Buffalo Bills. All right, we've got a lot coming up here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.